Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Recorded live. I'm wrecking a brother priest today, December 13th, 2017. Slime, brother, you there? Yeah. Can you hear me? Hello? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we can hear you, brother. Ramyard called and told me that he spoke to Andrew, brother EKG. Talk to him about that. No. Well, he, he said he did speak to Andrew and that <clears throat> Andrew's going through some heavy things and you know so I just wanted to put that out there I I am you all gotta forgive me because I am tired I'm physically tired <clears throat> working long long hours um, I gotta tell you all this doing the things that I do it takes a lot of thinking, energy, and man, that is draining. It is very, very draining, and it's exhausting. <clears throat> um, being creative can be exhausting, and um, just doing everything day things day things that I do like dealing with websites and security and for that. <clears throat> so, um, Brother Robert, do you know if uh, is our Facebook and Instagram like together or something? Hello? Yeah. What can be heard? Yes, sir. Yes. Uh, you saying together, like as in, like uh, trying to see what you mean, like as far as uh, together. Are they like are they the same company or something? Um, you know what? I'm not even particularly certain about that. As far as the entities, the holding companies, the companies, things of that capacity, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not 100 percent certain on that. Maybe one of the brothers probably would know a little bit more. Anybody else know? Does anybody use Instagram? No, sir. No, not me. 
Does anybody know anybody that uses Instagram? I mean, I mean, I've I've seen people on pages of Instagram. Let me say it that way. <laughs> I know they count, but I'm just letting you know. Seems like people have their Facebook pages linked to Instagram or something, or their Facebook profile. I mean, excuse me. I've I've seen where people will like um, if they do a, a Facebook post or something, they might put a they may post like a video, and then underneath the video or caption or whatever, they'll put like their Instagram link in underneath the video. Or sometimes if they do do a video themselves, so most of the time people don't just post like themselves. They'll post video, random, you know, social media stuff. And then they'll, like, put their um, uh, Instagram information in there. Most of the time they'll put their uh, Sky, um, uh, FaceTime, well, not FaceTime, uh, what's that thing called? It's another one. I can't remember that thing. It's got like the little yellow background, some little funny looking ghost shaped thing. I can't remember what that thing's called. Uh, Snapchat. Yeah, Snapchat, yeah. Um, it may have that on there. But that's as far as I've come to see people link the Instagram to Facebook. Um Yeah, not you. Oh, brother? Yes, sir. I just looked it up, and it said that uh, in 2012 that Facebook had acquired uh, Instagram and that also Facebook had acquired WhatsApp. Aha. There we go. There we go. <sighs> Man, that is crazy. Um, I had a feeling because... Dealing with Facebook like I've been doing, I keep seeing, um, I keep seeing everything tying back to Instagram. So that pretty much is a, it was a shock to me. I did not know that those two were related in any capacity. So. Anyhow, um, <clears throat> let me see. Was Rami on the line? Yes, sir. I, my apologies for being late. I just walked in the door. Can you share with us uh, the information you told me earlier when you spoke with uh, the brother?
It's very important that we at all times, at all times, do not let this ego get you. Don't let it puff your head up and don't let it make you think you're so much better than everybody. Just you got to be mindful of that. And it's a thin line, a very thin line, and it can get you, and you won't even recognize that it's getting you. We have a daily fight. We we fight. We daily fight with this, these inner devils that are in us. We all do. You know, at any given time, you know, you got these voices speaking to your mind that can encourage you to do wicked things. And certainly, you got to understand that um, everybody walking on this planet goes through this. So we, being aware of it, being conscious of it, gives us an advantage to those who don't get it. Like, there are people that are on this earth that are always going to think, um, they're always going to have an opposing mind. There's always going to be somebody whose mind opposes what your mind stands for. That is the satanic mind. So look at this. This is really, really, really important. Because what what I'm about to say here. You see what's going on with Bitcoin. Now, um, all right, here's what's going on. Mind you, I've been following Bitcoin since 2008. Really actively. I knew of it before 2008. I've been following it since 2008. Matter of fact, I, I'm part of a Bitcoin um, I'm, I'm an affiliate with a Bitcoin um, company. So I keep up with Bitcoin. Now, look, there was the Iraqi Denard. Does anybody remember everybody was talking about the Iraqi Denard? And and you put some money into it, and then when the U.S. conquers Iraq, then your $100 is going to turn into a million dollars. Does anybody remember this? I heard it vaguely a long time ago. They used to talk about it on the news, but that's as far as I I know. I heard about that whole phenomenon. Pretty popular, but I can't remember what year that was, though. Shalom, um, Minister. You know what it kind of sounds like to me, um, and I, I I didn't grow up in that era, but it sounds like to me when they used to do those commercials uh, for the savings bond, and they would put ask people to uh, ask people to purchase the savings bond. I guess to kind of like support the war. <laughs> That's what it sounds like to me. 
Yeah, you know what? That's a good way to explain it. <laughs> it's exactly what it sounds like. I yell, brother. Um, okay, well, let me go over this Iraqi denard briefly. So the whole thing was um, when the U.S. This wasn't even very long ago, actually. It was like 2010. It was. It started before 2010. Um, it was during the time. So it was during the time with um, George W. Bush was uh, president, and then Barack Obama was his first term as president. So the whole idea was. Um, invest in this Iraqi dinar. You suppose they're going to go over there. They're going to conquer Saddam Hussein, and they're going to conquer. Um, uh, oh God, what's the other guy? Not Saddam, not Gaddafi. He was another guy. I can't remember, but not Osama um, bin Laden, though. Who? Not not Osama bin Laden, right? Oh yeah, Osama bin Laden. That's who. <laughs> Yeah, bin Laden. So they were supposed to conquer them, and then once they did, um, you would have put your hundred dollars in, and then you would have gotten a million dollars back uh, once the U.S. converted that uh, government to a democracy. And so, so understand this thinking. I'm trying to show an imposing mind in how it works. So I know it might not sound like it yet, but uh, I'm trying to get my thoughts together. Okay, so look. Here comes this Bitcoin that 10 years ago, I was aware of it. Really, 12 years ago, I was aware of it. And I started studying the technology. And I learned a bit of it in order to help produce an independent currency for the nation. And what I was seeing back then is that the technology, which is cryptocurrency, I knew that that would be the future of currency, not because I'm some prophetic mind, but because it's really what is common sense. It's like um, the technology I could see would be used by independent countries. I could see that that's what was going to be the future because everybody's been using credit cards and e-commerce and online banking, so I knew that eventually the, the cryptocurrency would be right there with it. Okay, so I followed it, and I watched it, and yes, it has grown in value and everything like that, but I think in 10 years, I have heard of only one alleged Bitcoin millionaire. I've only heard of one. I don't know who he is. I don't even know his name. And that was recently. That was like within the last two weeks I heard this. And I've been actively involved with Bitcoin. You got to understand, I'm not, I don't pay attention to it 
you know, very often. But understand, I'm not oblivious to it. So in 10 years, I've heard of one Bitcoin millionaire. And that's recently, within the last two weeks. It's not that I don't think that you can make money with Bitcoin. Because you can. It's just not a lot. Um, but you can. Any um, Anytime you can make money with anything, that's worth it. I don't care if you make one cent profit. Anytime you can make a profit, it's worth it. And we got to always think that way because um, a lot of the problems that we have as people is our um, carelessness, our financial carelessness. And um, I suffered it too. So it's not just, I'm not just putting this off on everybody else. I'm included too. I've suffered that. But <clears throat> with this, uh, when your thinking is shifted and you think about, hey, if I can make any profit at all, it's worth it. That's that's a major turnaround in our thinking. So then we don't take certain things for, for granted. We don't take um, profits for granted, no matter how big or small they are. But look, soon as something looks like it's going to be successful, understand there's a mind that exists on this planet that is immediately plotting against success for others. And they're immediately plotting to use what appears to be success to rob, cheat, and steal from people. That exists, and it's heavy on this planet. It's in all the people walking, no matter what your race, color, um, religion, or nationality is. Everybody is dealing with that possibility that you could switch over to that dark mind, that wicked mind, excuse me. And it's really, really important to be able to recognize it in everything. There are charlatans. And that charlatan mind, that deceitful, deceiving spirit is everywhere, particularly when you start to see something rise, see something become popular. There's an opposing mind, and that is the satanic mind. Jay-Z, Beyonce, get famous. Tabloids. Oh, she's going to divorce him after her tour. Oh, they're not even living together. They're completely making up total lies just to sell papers. Now, something happened recently because what's on the rise that I'm looking at and what people are 
that wicked mind is trying to capitalize off of is sexual harassment by men and Bitcoin. Those two things are blatantly out front. So today, another woman comes out and talks about NFL executives and what have you. They believe in their lies as much as you believe in the truth. And you got to remember this. And you have to be able to recognize it and not entertain it and go back and forth with it. And it's kind of difficult to restrain yourself from that. It's, It's really a challenge, or at least for some of us it is. But these people are on the other side waiting for something to spring up. They're almost like almost like the National Enquirer of life, meaning if anything gets popular, anything looks like it's going to be successful, they're on the other side trying to dig up dirt. So they create these things just like a serpent, a Lucifer, a Satan, a devil would do. They create these things that look like truth and look like it'll be beneficial to you. Oh, you don't want to uh, go over there and deal with these people. I'm saving you from dealing with these people because they're wicked. When in reality, the one that's telling you this is the wicked one in most cases. I don't know if that was a good example or analogy. Um, So as as something comes up, there's an opposing mind that exists on this planet and they go to create all types of deceitful trickeries. Why am I comparing this to Bitcoin? Because Bitcoin has all of these get-rich-quick things coming out these get-rich-quick schemes because the people on the other end have a reprobate mind. So, Shedrick, do you see what I'm saying? What are your thoughts? I definitely see it with Bitcoin. <laughs> I see it with the uh, with the other topic, but I most definitely see it with Bitcoin. And you know what's so interesting, brother? I And I... I'm not going to necessarily say they have a target audience, but you would think that the 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 reprobate on the other side has a particular audience that they go after. 
Um, but nonetheless, I guess because of what I see on my timeline regarding Bitcoin and the people who are invested in it. And you see so many of people so hung up on this stuff, like uh, they're hung up on the get-rich-quick schemes, and they're not seeing the technology and saying, hey, why don't we use the technology and then start our own? But let's invest in this, and let's invest in all these get-rich-quick schemes. Yeah, because I know know I'm going to see a turnover on my money, and I'm just kind of like, you know, just as well as you, you know, you're sure to benefit in some way, somebody is going to make sure that you either don't get that return that you're looking for or you never see that money again. Somebody is plotting, you know. So, I mean, and it's, ha- and it's causing people to put all their eggs in one basket. Um and it's an almost kind of, and it's almost another way to disenfranchise our people, but disenfranchise a whole lot of people who, you know, want to make their money grow, you know, outside of a nine to five, and bring in some form of residual income, you know. But uh, man, I tell you, just uh, Satan is always busy. <laughs> so that's all I can say with that. Now, yeah, brother. So they did the same thing with sovereignty. Same thing. They got a little bit of their information. They saw this thing coming on the rise. And then all these people came out and started coming up with all these secret techniques of this and that. So when I came on the scene talking about, no, this is written in the scriptures, it's ancient, it's not modern, it's written in the law books, you just got to read it for yourself. Now I sound like I'm crazy. (laughs) Stuff that you can verify and prove, I sound crazy. So when this whole sovereign thing was like a new thing, Basically, everybody swore they could do it for you. You just pay them uh, $1,500. You just pay them, um, you know, $5,000. I'll do your UCC filing. No understanding of any of this. Just trying to sell this stuff. (laughs) What happens with Bitcoin? Same thing. Um, do you see some of the price? Okay, like I saw, uh, I can't necessarily recall exactly what was going on, but this guy, I felt like he was charging a ridiculous amount of money for what it was he was trying to get these people to do. Uh, there's a brother, he was trying to uh, coach some sister on how to do something with her money regarding Bitcoin. I was just like, hell, she could do that herself. She don't need you to do that. <laughs> but, and like, now it's it's a new way for, you know, people to hustle people now. You know, uh, that that's the, that's the new, that's the new thing now. And it's kind of sad. 
But hey, you know. You know what? That's what it, you said the, the word that I needed. Hustling people. Straight out hustling people. Yeah. Hustling people. Okay, so this nation have we not been focused on actually educating the people for real about law? Who the hell else out there is doing that? <laughs> Nobody. I don't know of anybody. Do you do, do do any of you know? Have you all heard somebody that's actually trying to properly educate people in law and not in these sovereign tricks? Because I ain't heard nobody. Maybe you have, but I haven't. And for me, I think that it shows because we have minds that are just. Excuse me one second. Damn it. We have minds in this nation that are able to stand against anything out there and reason with it and conversate intelligently. And we continue to produce these types of minds. Whereas these other groups I see them producing more and more idolaters, more and more um, mad-stricken minds. (laughs) And there's always a hustling, tricking, reprobate mind that wants to capitalize off of something that's going on and try to make a whole lot of money to swindle them. The swindle people. They have a swindler's mind. So then they come out with all this, hey, do this with this Bitcoin, do this with this sovereign citizen stuff. Brother Robert, what are your thoughts? So, really interesting, you know, the, the subject matter you're speaking on um, because. A lot of this is just uh, reminiscent of back in 2006 through 2008, with the, uh, the crises that happened, where they were tricking the people into believing that these get-rich-quick schemes, which was uh, mostly, from what I'm understanding, was uh, flipping houses and things of that particular capacity. Then you also go back in time to the dot-com bubble, where everybody had to get in uh before this these particular stocks took off and all this other type of stuff and everything like that so what's really happened is just a whole nother a resurgence of that and one of the main components of it from what i was able to gather is um wall street you know uh with this bitcoin you know you have uh that wall street is trying to come out and get into the derivative market where they're trying to um propagate futures of the Bitcoin. So they're trying to get in where they fit in, whereas um, other people are trying to utilize it with the uh, more tangible market. So it's it's a whole big thing. And also, finally, I was just thinking when you brought up, 
it just goes back to what you were, you know, trying to let us know the past few weeks with this knowledge of good and evil and people utilizing these knowledge, this particular knowledge or the knowledge that they're coming across to be able to swindle the people and try to go ahead and uh, snatch and grab from the market, you know. So that's pretty much all I have to say, bro. Thank you. Man, that was excellently put because, man, I, I wish I had to use those words. But, yeah, it is. It's the, the use of the knowledge of good and evil. And they're standing on the other side of the fence. What are your thoughts, E.K.? Yeah. Um, it's another idol god in a lot of ways because People have turned it into something of worship nowadays, and um, and it also goes back to, you know, this type of technology when it's kind of given into the wrong hands um, can kind of do a lot of destruction. And it goes back to uh, what Brother Bible was just talking about, about the knowledge of good and evil. You know, there's good to Bitcoin when used properly, right? But the evil side is that it can be used for object of worship and it's causing people to mortgage their houses to get in on it. And so it's like what's causing people to deify this type of technology when in fact it's not something that is not material objects in general, not supposed to be something that is supposed to be deified in that kind of capacity. So that just shows you, the mindset of the people, or more per se, the people who are utilizing this for the wrong reasons and pushing an agenda or pushing a social campaign to the people and making them mobilize to be able to say, yeah, you know, this is going to save my life. This is the new, the next savior, saving grace for me and everything else. And And that's really the wrong way to kind of go about it. And so it's like, you know, it's almost like when good things that are supposed to be good are in the forefront, and when it's in too many hands, that's when it's going to eventually spoil, right? And then then you wonder why, like, was it good all along? So it's like, um, yeah, you know, it, to me, it's just another idol god of the times. You know, there's so many of them. There's so many idol gods that's walking around right now, and that's among them. And unfortunately, it was turned into that because obviously something that was good, you know, turned into bad, obviously. And then nowadays, it's like, okay, the people that are behind it, it's sort of representing that fruit, you know, that tempting fruit. Are you going to give up everything you have just to get in on Bitcoin and that's going to be the saving grace of your life or your circumstance? And that's really the dilemma a lot of people are facing. And the repercussions are enormous when people don't take the time to fully investigate things for themselves. So I just think that's what it was going on with that whole situation. Not you. Man, very well put. Hey, brother, brother Priest. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Just this little piece. It's interesting that Brother E.K. has said that, man. It's really interesting you said it and you use it in that perspective, brother, because I was, I'm in one of those particular groups, right? And I saw one post, and I don't know if this person was being facetious or not, but I believe he was because there was no laugh at loud 
at the end of it or anything like that. This person put, and I quote, I don't even pray to God anymore. I pray to Bitcoin. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah, man. Wow. So it was really interesting that you said that, Brother E.K., and with that, I hear, bro. Much respect, brother. Appreciate that. Holy smokes, man. Brother Ramya, what's your thoughts? I got to agree with Brother E.K. as well. Money is the root to all evil. Um, I have a couple of different friends that I know that invested thousands of dollars in this stuff. Like, one of the guys posted on his page um, the other day showing that he invested thousands of dollars into this Bitcoin, saying that if no one else um, doing it, he's going to do it. And don't know that sooner or later he's going to be claiming bankruptcy because he's investing in this stuff and not even doing his research. And I yield. Yeah, and, and you know what? I want to make this very clear. What really is the best part of it is the technology. <clears throat> it's the technology. Now, the problem is the technology is not fully secure yet. So you have you actually have, well, I have actual reports, verified reports of Bitcoin bank robbers and they are actual um they're actual bank ro- bitcoin bank robbers they're like they're hackers but of course they're like online hackers internet hackers and they're specifically targeting bitcoin now and this is what's not being talked about um of course they're not going to talk about it cuz they're trying to swindle people out of their money with these uh with these false promises um that don't even make any sense like people are literally being promised two thousand percent returns in a matter of seven to fourteen days like they're supposed to profit two thousand percent and higher but because the people the people that are getting sucked into it they don't realize that that's mathematically impossible, particularly for Bitcoin. Um, people are are getting robbed, but still, it's not so much Bitcoin that I I don't want to pick on Bitcoin. I'm pointing it out, the mines, and look at what they do. Look at how they come up with all these different. Bitcoin companies out of the clear blue sky that they work with this company and that company. And I'm telling you, it's like Brother Robert saying with the, with the dot-com boom, this is kind of like a, a Bitcoin dot-com boom because now you got Bitcoin this, Bitcoin that dot-com, bit dot-com this and that. It's like, for God's sakes. Then there's one other thing I would like to say. I really picked this up not even two years ago. So this is something that's really new for me. It's about two years old. 
for me. I was at the real estate uh, association in Austin. The, the sister and I were there. And I've kind of said this to others in the nation before, but I really want you all to see this. Um, so they offer free, uh, free, free meeting, uh, you know, real estate group meeting. It's free. Um, here are two free tickets. Tori and I got the two free tickets. We go down there. First time, it's pretty cool. I actually liked it, and cool. Then, as you're there, they say, "Well, if you're here, you brought somebody with you. Um, if you're a couple, you can join the association for a hundred and fifty dollars. If you're single, it's a hundred dollars a piece. So you'll save fifty dollars." if two of you are together and you enter. Okay, we entered, we joined for a year. Now, that's the first meeting that we went to. And they promised that they were going to do a deal pitching at the end, which they never did. Went to a second meeting. Same thing happened. The exact same thing that happened before happened this time, and I'm looking for deal pitching again, and it did not happen. Go to a third meeting, same thing happened. Went to a fourth meeting, same thing happened. Then they had a big weekend that all members could get in for free, and it's a three-day weekend. And you get in, you're going to learn all this fantastic stuff. Ironically, the stuff that I went there and learned that stuck with me had nothing to do with real estate. It was the stuff that the guy was talking about that had to do with pay-per-clicks, direct mail, these types of things stuck out to me. And some of those things I'm using that I learned from there, from there. But here's my point. We get to this three-day weekend. Now, when, I, when we went back to the second meeting, so the first meeting, uh, $100 to get in, 154 two people. Second meeting, oh, we're going to do this big weekend. It's $1,000 for the weekend. We're going to show you everything you need to know. You got to pay us this thousand dollars. Third, fourth meeting. This was after they had done the big weekend. So the third and the fourth meeting. Now they're lead. I mean, excuse, yeah, that thousand dollar weekend. Now they're leading to the big blowout weekend. So they're selling that. They're pitching that. So when we get there, um. It was on Friday, a Saturday, and a Sunday. We did not make all three days. But when we get there, I think it's Friday, yeah, Friday, and Sunday. Those are the ones that we went to. And Sunday is where I picked up most of the stuff. This guy says, 
I'm going to pull a certain amount of people aside, and you pay us $35,000. He said it once, and he said it very quickly. What I want to tell you all, soon as he did that, something snapped in my brain, and I, it's like I woke up right then, and I could see something like I had never seen it before. It's the Iraqi Denard. It's the sovereign citizen movement. It's the now Bitcoin. It's it's this consistent upsell hustle. And what here's what made me wake up. He's telling all these people. He he does have legitimate contacts. His wife is actually a real estate agent, so that part of it is legitimate. But this that he's doing is a hustle. He's telling these people, pay him $35,000. I immediately counted the people that got up to pay him $35,000. It was 10 people that initially got up. And he said, and I'm looking at this, that's $350,000 the man just made, just there. Now he goes city to city around Texas. Like he'll be in Austin uh, on Tuesday. He'll be Dallas on Thursday, which is three hours away. He'll be in Houston or maybe a Saturday, which is another three hours away. Doing the same thing. So in a matter of a week, he probably generated a million dollars. So what made me think about this was that's his hustle. So if you're really successful and you can help other people be successful, why would you charge them $35,000 for them to be successful? Not have them put up $35,000 and show them how to invest it charge them $35,000 for you to teach them this. That's another advanced way of hustling people. And that's what we're faced. See, what, what I'm trying to get across is these people will set up a whole seminar, whatever, <laughs> a whole thing and the end of it is just you getting hustled again. You got to think about the kind of mind that does that. And they come around. And they seduce the people so that if you and I come along and talk about real things, the people's ears are closed. They're so caught up in hearing this white man is the devil mythology. They're caught up in it. Is that making sense what I'm trying to say, Brother Cedric? You know what? I was just sitting here thinking about uh, what you were saying. Can I just I remember coming, well, I remember when I first uh, 
got into this walk. And I remember, like I remember telling you, and I remember telling, you know, uh, uh, Minister Robert, you know, before I met you, I uh, ran into uh, some of the Moors, not not uh, physically, but just through the websites and the online media and things of that nature. And I'm thinking back now that when I when I ended up running into you, how I gravitated so quickly towards you. And what I want to say is going to, uh, I guess you could say, resonate towards what it actually is you're talking about and why people's ears are closed when they hear information like this. Because when I heard this information, there was no doubt in my mind that it made sense. And I instantaneously gravitated towards it because it made so much sense. Regardless of what I had previously heard through, uh, quote-unquote, the Moore Science Temple or Tosh Tariq Bay or RV Bay Publications, the information that you uh, were putting out after I had spent like two months listening to that because I had never heard what you were saying uh, being put out there in the manner that it was put out there, um, I gravitated very quickly. And I guess because I did not allow the information that, quote, unquote, made the first impression, so to speak, to permeate without actually understanding it. Because I think a lot of people gravitate towards information without understanding it. And so that any time they perceive any other information that is contrary-wise to what it is that they've heard the first time, oh, that can't be true because, see, I, I know this information is true because I just know this information is true. But when I weighed what you were saying against what these Moors were saying, it made so much sense. You can you can try for and against, and there was nothing that they could say literally nothing that they could say against what it is that you were saying because you were saying what they were saying and you were you were you were correcting what they were teaching without actually correcting them and I was like I I think you hit home when you started talking about this stuff and I guess what I could say is the reason why when it comes to Bitcoin, when it comes to sovereign move, sovereignty movements, because some people go into these movements based on feelings and emotions anyway. A lot of them are just looking for a way to escape the reality that they had lived most of their lives. Some of them, most of them felt like they were nobodies. Most of them really didn't belong to anything. Most of them got tired of feeling like, I don't want to obey God, but I want to obey God but I'm going to do it this way. <laughs> so hmm. let's try the Moorish movement. Let's try the sovereignty movement. Let's try the Hebrew Israelites. Let's try uh, African spirituality, Egyptology, Kematology, so on and so forth. But as soon as they hear anything otherwise to what it is that they emotionally gravitated towards, Oh, that's just wrong. I don't want to hear that, so on and so forth. And then when they get hustled, oh, I just don't trust nobody. I just don't trust no religion. But you went in with your eyes closed. 
You didn't go in to get understanding. You went in there because you just wanted to belong to something. I didn't come to tries to really belong to anything. I came to tries because I wanted to learn the truth. But in the but in the the outcome was I ended up having a whole family. That was the greatest blessing ever. And I yield, brother. Wow. Wow. Man. Praise the Lord for that. I I just I look at this and um Brother Shedrick, look. You 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 had a chance to weigh. You had a chance to you know, reason with it. And a couple of people did too, right? And they made their choice to come here. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. I When I came, when, when these elders were gone and I had this backslide, I felt lost. In the year 2000, really it was like 2001, going late 2000, going into 2001. And I started trying to reason with this in my mind and like, okay, well, we were taught to go to the worst places and deliver the message to try to clean it up. So I knew some five percenters, you know, and they were like getting high and one five percenter told me it's not illegal if you don't get caught (laughs) (laughs) and i'm god so you know um i can do this if i want to man what happened with me, I started saying, well, I got this knowledge that I was given on sexual behavior, tantric yoga, that kind of knowledge. So I need to go amongst the people that are in these fields and try to shed light on these people. So that's the first challenge that I had coming when the elders left. And it was almost like a year later, but this is the first challenge that I had. So as I was doing that and talking to to different sisters that would look questionable, they were like, I remember one girl, I remember this vividly. One girl gave me her phone number and told me to call her so we could talk about this stuff later. And I called her, and it was a strip club. <laughs> and so she was like, so I asked for her, and I was I was shocked. I asked for her, and they called her, put her on the phone. She was like, yeah, yeah, I remember you. Why don't you come up here, you know, so we could talk. So she's baiting me, and I actually went. But I didn't go in. 
but I actually went. Well, I, I went to the door. Let me say that. I didn't go in and sit down. I went to the door and called her up to the door or whatever, you know, talked or whatever. So sooner or later, I, I never went in that club, but I kept talking to her for a couple of weeks, you know, trying to shed some light on her. You don't need to do this. You got these qualities, you know, this kind of thing. Then um, I met some uh, some other pimps. I met some pimps and all these different people, and I started slowly going around these after-hours joints consistently. But my mind was strictly like, it was strictly like business. This is business. I'm not going there to to get with no hoes or, or, or pimp no hoes. I'm going there to to handle this spiritual business. So then, as I kept going around these things, then one one thing hit me one time. I met the girl, this girl named Diamond. Well, that was her name, her nickname. Her actual birth name was Kenya, and she was a madam, and we started getting close as far as we became really good friends. I mean, that girl, if I see her today, that would be my, that's my sister. And she started coming out of that world after we would talk all the time. But here's what happened. I got desensitized to the world. So, so Diamond is like, well, you can make some money. I'm doing these parties, you know, you can make some money off of it. And I'm like, yeah, I guess I could. So if you see what I'm saying, it was a thin line between me standing on the side of righteousness and then slipping over to the other side and accepting money and then trying to make money from it. And I'm like, wait a minute, man, I'm going too far. Now I didn't do anything like, too heinous, but for me, it was too far. All right, this is what I'm saying. You're going to face that in life. You're going to face that. And you got to look out for it. You got to recognize when these things are, are popping up and they set up a whole world that is designed to suck you in it. And if you're not careful, you could get lost and totally lose your soul. And I'm telling you, it's so subtle. You look at it. They're always constantly trying to upsell you. Well, you got this. Now, why don't you go further? I don't mean literally sell you something as far as you purchase something with money. I mean you purchase something with accepting it, with acceptance, with acceptance for value, <laughs> with accepting it. Okay, you get a, a, a totally square girl, and then you start feeding her mind something until she's like, okay, well, I guess I could dance. I'm not taking my clothes completely off. 
I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to be in the club. Then she gets in the club. Then she goes to the VIP. And now they're in the VIP. And then some guy offers her a couple of hundred dollars if he can just put it in her for three seconds. And then eventually, now she's horned in the strip club. And then it escalates from there. It's a constant attack to break down your resistance. It's a constant, the whole, these worlds are set up to suck you into them and break down your resistance. They do that with so many different things. And right now, they're trying to suck people in to this damn Bitcoin. And I see it. And it's it's probably going to cause the total failure of Bitcoin the way these charlatans are out here. It is horrible. (laughs) It's like, oh, my goodness. Brother Robert, what are you seeing with these people doing with Bitcoin? Man, I already saw it, man. I see brothers, you know, mixing the Bitcoin with uh, other different cryptocurrencies, creating uh, package deals, and all this other type of stuff. Uh, I, I mean, I see a whole bunch of stuff. And, uh, I definitely can see it coming down the pipe where it'd be a situation where, especially with Negroes, get a hold of it. You know what I'm saying? Because once they get a hold of it, <laughs> you know, say that nigga gene starts kicking in, man. And, you know, and then after that, it's, 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 it's raps. I mean, we already uh, see that pretty soon. They're probably going to go ahead and regulate this thing any, anyway. But especially when it comes to these Negroes sitting here, you know, trying to uh, play, uh, you know, causing any, because one of the key things is what they can utilize, and they give them ammunition. See, Negroes don't understand, they give them ammunition, too, because now they can say, well, we want to regulate it because we have a growing interest of uh, people who want to cause any type of harm in terms of consumer uh, affairs. So for your protection, we're going to go ahead and regulate this particular uh, commodity, or whatever the case may be. And the funny, the crazy thing about it is that you know, like, it's just, it's just crazy. Every time, like, you know, I, I hate to say it. I love my people to death, man. But whenever you give niggas with that nigga gene, you know what I'm saying, to check into something like this, man, it just, it just goes to, to the mess, man. And I yield. <laughs> man, unfortunately, that's the truth. Yes, sir. Uh, I have a question for you. Um, this is actually kind of piggybacking off of what uh, Minister Robert just said about them regulating the currency. Do you think that uh, because uh, I think that a lot of people feel that because it's decentralized that they don't have to pay taxes on it. And you find a whole lot of people who are saying invest. I've seen a lot of people who um, are encouraging people to deal with cryptocurrencies are telling people to, hey, you know, invest in uh, uh, crypto, uh, invest in Bitcoin um, as a way to, I don't know, uh, save money, so to speak, 
But what I also started seeing now uh, is that the IRS is starting to ask people to get more involved in reporting their uh, reporting their Bitcoin usages now. Um, but what I was going to ask is this. Uh, do you think that it would be a case of if so many people based on status alone begin to use it, not begin paying their taxes on it, that the IRS will eventually begin to regulate it uh, or they will uh, inquire the United States to uh, uh, regulate that currency after a while? Man. You know what? That is quite possible. Let me say why. Look, look. If you got, just imagine, you got a slave, right? And your slave has a slave. And your slave is relying on its slave to pay you what they owe you. So your slave has somebody else paying you. Now, if the slave's slave stops paying you, then what you're going to do is go to your slave and be like, hey, yo, um, your money ain't coming in to pay your debts. Now, either you better get on the case and pay it yourself, or you better get on the case of your slave and make sure they pay it or I'm going to step in. I could very well see that happening because um, the IRS, the only real concern they have is that they get paid back. And they try not, they, they try not to get into any of that other mess. That's why I like them and respect them over the U.S. when it comes to money. And I feel like they're they're the they're the best thing to happen to the slave of a slave because they will get you out of all these conditions. So I can see that happening. But the other thing is, maybe the U.S. might step up and try to regulate it sooner than later because if these people are not paying taxes, then the IRS is going to pressure the U.S. And the U.S. is going to pressure the citizens. Simple as that. I can see it. Yeah, I I, I had to ask that question because I think you see so many people investing in it thinking that, oh, because it's decentralized, you know, uh, the IRS, they can't get, they, we don't have to pay taxes on it because it's decentralized. And I'm thinking to myself, well, it is a form, it's not, I guess you could say, like, earned income, but you can almost kind of consider it almost kind of like a stock, so to speak. And if you make so much in stocks, you eventually have to pay something on that, that quote-unquote, uh, money. You have to pay some type of taxes on it. So especially, you know, if you're a bond servant um, and – our people, because they're so misinformed about government, 
You know, they'll buy into this thinking that, yo, I got this extra $2,000 in bitcoins, and I'm thinking to myself, well, yeah, half of that money is going to be going to the IRS once they find that you got it. So don't get too accustomed to having two thousand, three thousand, and when Bitcoin decides to go up to uh, fifty thousand, you think you got about ten thousand dollars worth of Bitcoin in your bank, and the IRS come and seize you, seize it because you're not paying taxes on it, you know. Um, and with the banks, you know, during the time that uh, Robert had introduced me to that article from, uh, what is it, uh, e- uh, Economy Magazine, where they were already in the works of creating some form, where the banks were coming together to try to form some type of a, a blueprint for regulating it. So it seems that the the United States at some point is going to regulate it. They just have to figure out how. But it's only a matter of time when they get ready to do it. And these Negroes are in for a big surprise. I'm not saying that, you know, we don't need a break. I'm saying that that this this should hopefully help them to get more informed about money and government. Because one thing they cannot, one thing they have to learn is that if you're that, Something being decentralized don't excuse you from your debt. You know, um, they eventually are going to have to, you know, pay on that money that they're earning. I yield. Yeah, because how did they get it? How did they get the Bitcoin? And that's what they're missing. Do you use a Federal Reserve note or Federal Reserve note credit to get it, which means once it leaves being a Federal Reserve note and goes to a foreign currency, so to speak, it still has to be traceable. And they, yeah, if they do that, they're going to get themselves in trouble, man. They, they, I mean, this thing is really not so difficult. A lot of the problems we have in this, just with our people, we just don't stick together. We just don't. Like, it's ridiculous. And it's just the way it is. Um, what are your thoughts, EK? Yeah, you know, again, it's just, you know, you know, it's just unfortunately when and again, this is not to make what anybody special, or whatever. But it's just it goes back to the whole thing about people just have to take time out to really observe what is going on around them. You know, but because people are so caught up in this thing of I gotta have the latest and greatest all the time, it kind of backfires long-term, you know, because they want that short-term gratification so bad. So whatever's the next wave of getting to a certain place so you don't lose out on the quote-unquote opportunity, then what's the point? Like, there's a, there's a scripture that talks about this. It's from Ecclesiastes. It says, observe the opportunity. Beware of evil. 
be not ashamed if it concerns thy soul. So at the end of the day, not every quote-unquote opportunity is good for you. It may seem like that. It comes in flashing lights. It comes with candy bars wrapped around it. But that doesn't mean the candy inside is good for you. But if you don't take the time to figure that out, then what's the point at the end of the day? Then you start to complain that, oh, I got cheated, but you didn't read the ingredients on the back of the candy bar. So this is the same thing with this whole Bitcoin thing. Is it bad? No. But who is it? Man, who, who are the people that is pushing this agenda on the people? So that goes with everything else and in in our, in, in everything that we're doing on this path, you know, and it's like, it, it, it's not like you said, but it's not difficult. But again, it goes back to the fact that we don't really, our people don't really like each other, genuinely like each other, you know? And it's like, at what point, it's like, the sad part about it is even when our ancestors were slaves, most of our ancestors were slaves, they still had a common understanding of the quote-unquote enemy. They still had that unity, that unified common understanding of the quote-unquote enemy, and they stuck together to do that. So fast forward to 2017, who is the enemy now? It's these idol gods that are posing as quote-unquote opportunities and they're disbanding all of our communities one by one by one. And that's the reason why there's so much division and so much confusion as to who's real and who's not. You know, but if nobody takes the time to weigh things, then all this confusion is just going to lead to more and more turmoil, and people are going to keep complaining about why I don't get this, why I don't get that, why is this happening to me, why is this happening to me. But in reality, we're not taking the time to look around us. You know, it's like, it, it just doesn't make sense after a while. Like, it's like, come on, like, we really got to do better. But, you know, that's people's individual choices. And, you know, it's funny because I was watching an interview by Mace uh, yesterday. And one quote he said that kind of stuck to me was like, People get to choose their decisions that they make, but they don't choose the consequences. They don't get to choose the consequences, but you get to make your decision. You get to choose that. So it's a very fine line as far as whatever people are engaging themselves in, whatever opportunity they find themselves in, be sure that it is going to render a good consequence rather than a bad one, but you still nevertheless you don't get to choose the outcome. But the outcome is already predetermined, though, based on that decision. So it's no different when it comes to all of these different tenets that is going on. And there's no different with Bitcoin. There's no different with the quote-unquote sovereignty movement. There's no different with being a quote-unquote Hebrew, right? It's all of these different things. It's all connected, you know? So that's why it's like, it's very important that, you know, our people really take the time to really figure that out. Otherwise, it's going to continue to be the same narrative over and over and over for the next 100, 200, 300, 400 years until consistent, consistent change is happening within people. Otherwise, it's going to be the same thing over and over again, not you.
Thank you, brother. Very well put. Very well put. Ram, y'all, what's on your mind? Anybody see is he still there? So, okay, can you all hear me? Am I on the line? Yeah, we can. Yes, we can hear you. Okay. I can't see uh, the computer right now because it's updating. Um. Hidden truth about Jesus dot com. I'm trying my damnedest to have it ready for tomorrow. Fellowship line. It's like ninety nine percent done. It's just a few more things and I am so tired. I just don't even know. If I can have it all the way 100% ready by tomorrow. But I want to say this, and particularly Brother Robert, we talked about uh, several months ago earlier, we talked about the incense and oils things, and we will be able to put that stuff on this uh, website, and we'll be able to sell it, particularly frankincense and myrrh, um, anything that's Jesus-related. Um, It'll be an uh, opportunity for all of us to earn some revenue. So this past Sunday, we basically we tested it, and how it works is, well, EK, can you describe what we did or what you recall how we did it? Yeah, so if I remember correctly, um, you go to the hidden truth about Jesus dot com, and um, there's the option of. So I'm I, correct me if I'm wrong, brother, because I'm trying to look at it from two points from the from our point where we have the log, like we have the login credentials. But I'm not sure if the public themselves have had the login credentials. But nevertheless, I would say, based on like, uh, say for example, the coupon codes that we was able to have uh, on the fellowship line, the public would be able to use that. Like if we're pushing it through social media, they'll be able to use that um, coupon code, and then they can go in and then they can choose whatever product that they wanted, and then they can insert that coupon code, and then they'll be able to download it download the film or even be able to get the ebook as well. Um so um yeah that is as far as I can recall on the process of how the how the people can ob- obtain the uh the products basically. Yes sir. So the codes we we I did a, a demo code just to demonstrate it. You put the code in, it takes you to the checkout, and you can check out, put your code in, and it'll give you the discount. So 
it's that all of that part's working just fine. And everybody will have their code and we'll put products up there. We're gonna start with a free ebook and give that out for free. And people log in and then hopefully they'll see the video. It's ten dollars to view online and they'll get three dollars off. They use their code and then that will give whoever brought the code whoever code it is, that means that, that individual will earn three dollars for that um uh, particular purchase. So of course if you do that enough times and you keep making three dollars and three dollars over and over and over and over, if you do it a hundred times you made three hundred dollars. But we're putting some other products too that are Jesus related, which will be um New Testament that you can hold in your pocket, incense and oils, frankincense and myrrh, um, some herbs like um, Cuban uh, black seed, that kind of stuff. And we'll all be able to generate something. I'm so tired. I don't know if I'm going to have it ready 100% tomorrow. I really don't know. But I'm going to give it everything I got. Believe me. But nonetheless, from there, next, um, well, in January, we're going to open up our superstore and everybody will be able to put their businesses, products, services, and everybody will be able to generate uh, funds consistently. And we need this to help people break out of the mindset of working outside of your nation, with and for your nation. Because whenever you do that, that's that really is bond servitude. And it's not something that we're supposed to remain in. We're supposed to have our own businesses or work for our nation. And we're supposed to be able to have a full-time income or, excuse me, full-time revenue that can sustain our lives that can make it so that we can have homes, the best of homes and automobiles and clothes and food and neighborhoods, all off of our efforts to work together through our nation. It's been um, a long fight here trying to get the education to the right people. But you said it. Well, uh, you see see that some people just uh, 
They didn't make it this far. You know, they didn't make it. No disrespect to them. Some of them I don't really give a damn about, to be 100% honest, because some of them are just low-down, dirty bastards, and I'm glad they're gone. (laughs) But um, there are some people that were good people that got led astray or disenchanted and, you know, just just couldn't hang for whatever reason. And it's not it's not like it's hard to just be there and learn, but it is hard to manage your life and you feel like you're not getting anything um, like economically. You know what I'm saying? It's like one brother that I'm thinking of, I, I really know now as, I'm, as I look back at him, all he wanted was to learn what he could do to make some money. Like, he didn't really care about all the other stuff. His, his mind was like, okay, if I do change my name to this and then I can make some money, I can get some money. He was totally, totally money motivated. And I'm so glad that there is a learning curve and a struggle to life in general for niggas, but definitely for those that have come our way. Yes, sir. Well, not to interject, but you said something a few seconds ago, and I just wanted to say this. I feel like the whole... Econ- uh, lack of economic, you know, uh, or the economic strain, let me say it that way, um, that will be by, indiv- you know, lack of individual pursuit. Because if you gave somebody, which I feel is a wealth of information, if you gave somebody, uh, if you give somebody the information that you gave them, there's really no reason why you can't make any money. It's either you aren't willing to do the work or you want someone to do it for you. And I don't see how you can have a vote person at tries. I mean, that's just me. I'm not saying I'm no millionaire, and I'm not saying I'm, you know, uh, close to $5,000 over my name. But I felt like all the information that I've learned here it took me a while to get to, you know, applying it, but when I applied it, I realized it works. So you have to be patient with yourself, and you really have to trust yourself. If you don't trust yourself, how are you going to expect, you know, to be this quote-unquote millionaire or billionaire, hell, a hundredaire? <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, yeah. if you're broke, you're broke because you want to be broke. I'm just going to be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, we've come to a point right now where nobody's going to give us anything, so we got to work, especially as Hebrews. And, you know, I just want to throw that in there, but I you? Yeah, but I'm looking at, like, we got people that are not necessarily broke, but not able to really get ahead. We got some people that are just straight out, they ain't got their stuff together. 
And presenting something, it takes initiative. It really does take initiative, like you're saying. It does take self-initiative. It really does. And sometimes you got to make a sacrifice and dig in, and you got to go the long haul sometimes. It's like, I mean, you're building here. We're all building. And this nation is the modern, is the, the modern-day art that we need. And I say that, and as, as boldly as I'm able to say that, is because I really 1,000% believe that this nation is um, a modern-day arc. Because, I mean, every time I turn around, if I, give, if I give anybody, if I give the Hebrews, the Moors, the Egyptologists, any of them, the Nation of Islam, if I give any of them an ear for a five or ten minutes, it just all starts falling apart in my mind like, holy crap. Like, I can't believe some of the stuff I hear these people say and doing, just the way they think. And it's like, it's one thing to be into scripture, but it's another thing when you can't make heads or tails of how that applies to your daily life. Like, you're too busy talking about what happened in history that you can't at all see that you are in the exact same condition commercially, economically, that the slaves in the Bible were in. And when we were in the Bible, when we were the slaves, we're in the exact same mentality, okay? A Hebrew will say, yeah, we're in that mentality. But then they don't get that it's not because the white man is the devil. It's not because this is a corrupt system. The people in it are corrupt, of course. (laughs) But that's not the problem. All you got to do is love your people and build. It is so very simple, the solution. Stop trying. All that debating and crap is a bunch of babble. It's like when it comes down to it, like this happened when I was young. I tell this story. One day we were out, me and my friends, we were out, and we got into a skirmish with some other guys. And I turned around, and one of our partners, this Negro was running home while we're there scrapping. This Negro is running home to mama. And the point of that is when it was all said and done, every time you get these know-it-all conscious people and prophets and all of this together, eventually they're going to kick up dust and run home instead of standing there and fighting their enemies and fighting their wars. They're going to pull out and be like, no, you know what? They ain't Hebrews. They ain't Muslims. They ain't Christians. They ain't this, 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 and this. I'm not going to fight for them. And the, the thing that I liked about Gandhi that really encouraged me, Gandhi told his people, he said, half of us are Muslims. Half of us are Hindus, but all of us are Indians. 
<laughs> and he's like, and we all got the same enemy. So why not put all that aside and focus on the thing that we have in common, which is we all are Indians and we all got the, the common oppressor. And why don't we focus on that? And guess what? Those people came together and stood behind Gandhi. Now, there was some people, a few, a scattered few that was on the enemy side, like there always is, but predominantly they backed Gandhi. You try that with Negroes. Like, I believe the conscious community, everybody in it, would not unify. Maybe out of the conscious community, you might be able to pull the Black Panthers out. But anybody else would not unify if they tried to round up all of our people at once. They would just gun us down. <laughs> you leave it to these Negroes in this kind of community, they ain't finna stand up for us. Anything they gonna do is act like savages and the white man is the devil type of mentality. Anyhow, um, we are doing the hidden truth about Jesus and Hopefully I can have it 100% ready tomorrow. I'm so tired, I don't know if I will be able to. I feel like I'm about to fall asleep when I get off this line. But um, we, this is the uh, last week of this semester of this year. So we won't be back here until I think it's the 23rd of, of July, January, the 23rd or the 24th. Brother E.K. has already set up another library presentation. Was it February 18th, you said, brother? February 8th. February 8th, excuse me. February 8th. E.K. is a soldier, man. He, He does very well. So I thank you all for being here and being with your brother. Keep in mind, look out for that reprobate mind, that enemy mind, that hustler, trickster, deceiver mind that puts together an entire world to to just try to deceive and disillusion people. And just recognize it when you see them on the rise. Thank you all for being here. Shalom. Shalom.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.